We continue with the Daily Sports Feed on ESPN Harrisonburg. I am Dave Rigger. A pleasure to have you along. Tomorrow, the Super Regional begins in Charlottesville as the Hoos take on Duke. They met in late April. The Blue Devils won two of three. We'll see what happens this time around with a trip to Omaha on the line. Let's talk to Mike Barber now from the Richmond Times-Dispatch as he's going to cover UVA this weekend. Hi, Mike. How are you, sir? Excellent. Thanks for having me. Well, thanks for coming on. I appreciate it. You cover a lot of ACC stuff for for that paper, and obviously you're covering right now for Greg Medea in Charlottesville. But uh, this has been quite a run. This team is uh, – they, they played well last weekend, didn't they? They pitched it very well. They, they really did, and, and that was kind of, I think, the big difference between making that a, a competitive regional and, and the sweep that it was. They really got three excellent starts. and I think everybody went into this regional feeling like Virginia could swing it uh, like the lineup would put up some runs, but but what would the pitching be? And um, you know they got off to a great start. Obviously with Brian Edgington, he threw five perfect innings uh, before Coach O'Connor pulled him uh, with the thought of maybe needing to bring him back if there was a, a to be necessary game uh, on Monday, which didn't end up happening. Uh, then they came back with Nick Parker, who's kind of been the ace for most of the year, and and he was great and uh, finished things off with. Connolly Early, who had an outstanding outing uh, to finish off East Carolina. Um, what they got from their starting pitching, I think, was was certainly more than expected. Well, and they retooled their staff this year, and that was, I know, a question mark coming in. I think everybody knew that they could hit, and they have. They've lived up to those expectations, but they brought in some transfers. They have some freshmen, and they've kind of retooled this staff, especially the starting staff. And non-conference was good. They had some bumps in the road. There were some ups and downs during conference play, but have they kind of found themselves uh, right now here late in the season? Yeah, I think so, and I think that's an interesting thing about this series with Duke is uh, you know, back in late April, Duke took two out of three uh, here in Charlottesville. Um, you know, winning some of the games pretty pretty lopsided, seventeen to five, I think was the opener. Uh, but I think if you're Duke, you look at that and say, "Hey, we've gone to Charlottesville and won a series, so your confidence is high." But I think if you're Virginia, you say, "Hey, we're playing much better baseball right now." Uh, really, since then, I mean, and they kind of got got on a little bit of a tear after that Duke series and. Uh, so it's an interesting matchup where I feel like both teams come in uh, with reason to be confident. Yeah, no question. We're talking again to Mike Barber from the Richmond Times-Dispatch covering UVA this weekend and Duke as they'll play in that Super Regional starting tomorrow at noon in Charlottesville. And we saw when JMU went and played UVA, um, the Dukes got to see Conley early. He was their midweek guy. He had tried – he had had, I think, just one start at that time of the weekend and struggled, but had been great in the midweek and hadn't lost a midweek game. And now he's he was pitching the third game of the, the regional this past weekend. I know you wrote a story about Conley early, but uh, he's an impressive young man after transferring in from West Point. He really is. And it was funny when I talked to him, Dave, he said, you know, I asked, you know, why, why did you go to Army? And, and he said two things. One – he said, I didn't think I was that great at baseball. <laughs> uh, he said, you know, he's got a lot of family in the military, a brother that's serving currently and has a lot of respect for that. And he really believed the military was his future. And then the opportunity to play baseball there, that was kind of just, you know, icing on the cake. He was working on his future, but he didn't have to give up baseball just yet. Well, he went up there and, and he dominated the Patriot League. Uh, really for the better part of a season and a half. And um, he was the pitcher of the year in that league last season. And all of a sudden, um, hey, baseball now, there, there maybe there's a future with that. And there's a coaching change at Army. He puts his name in the portal just to keep his options open. Uh, and when he hears from Brian O'Connor and, and UVA, the team he grew up rooting for, uh, he started thinking, okay, maybe this will work. And I think what's been amazing about Connolly is 
you know, Brian O'Connor talked about this, and they, they have a ton of respect for, you know, the guys at Army and what they do there, certainly. But because you're preparing to defend the nation, you're not as tuned into uh, your weightlifting for baseball, your strength training and speed training as it pertains to the skills of this particular game. And uh, Brian said they looked at Connolly and thought, if we get him here to Virginia, get him in a baseball-focused uh, strength and conditioning program, we're going to see huge gains, and that's what's happened. Connolly said he gained about 20 pounds of lean muscle. Wow. His fastball is faster. He's got better stamina. Uh, his recovery time is shorter. So um, it's really transformed uh, kind of where he's headed with his career. Yeah, pretty amazing, no doubt. He's he probably <laughs> for being not very good at baseball, he may have a career in this here. <laughs> a couple, yeah. couple yeah, years I think down he the might road, have been a little off there. <laughs> <laughs> We're talking to Mike Barber from the Richmond Times Dispatch. UVA gets ready for Duke in the Super Regional coming up tomorrow in Charlottesville. And how about the bullpen? That they've got a lot of guys that can come in after those starters. Again, they've relied on those main four throughout most of the year, but they've got a lot of guys after that that have sub four ERAs, a lot of sub three ERAs. Um, that bullpen, they've kind of figured out their roles and they're pretty talented yeah i think so and to me the most intriguing guy there is jack o'connor uh he's the freshman he's been a starter at uh for most of this year but um, you know brian o'connor said they got him in for for an inning in the regional and he's really a guy that i think they feel good about here in this super regional and um they do they have a lot of options and, and we saw a lot of these guys uh even though things were you know the middle game was two to one but otherwise Virginia was pretty much in control in this regional, but we got to see Angelo Tonus, who's another transfer, Jay Wolfuck, who's the quarterback for the football team, right. Evan Blanco. So they've got guys that not only do they feel good about, but they were able to get them a little bit of work. Um, again, Jack O'Connor is the guy that I think is going to be you know, really pivotal, how they use him, when they deploy him, how many times they can use him. Um, because for a young guy, they've got a lot of confidence in him. Yeah, no question. Again, uh, the team ERA is at three eight three right now, and their starters all below four. They've pitched it really well, better probably than expected. But offensively, again, they thought they'd be pretty good. Boy, they've been really good all year long, and it's led by Kyle Teal, Jake Geloff, those those veterans. But some of the the younger players from freshman to sophomore year, they were good a year ago. They've taken another step this year. Uh, but this offense, at times, man, it can it can uh, <laughs> it can blow games wide open. It really can, and I think the key right now is. Because they're so talented, one through nine, nobody's swinging it with much pressure, right? You know, I think if you look at Kyle Teal and Griff O'Farrell and Ethan Anderson, Ethan O'Donnell, Jake Gelloff, I think they all feel like, hey, they can look for a good pitch. They can have a patient at bat. And if they don't drive a ball into the gap, the guy behind them can do it. Uh, it's okay to draw a walk or uh, to fight a pitch off and, and take a single and, um, you know, work deep into the count and, and, and see what you can get. Uh, sometimes you're in a lineup where the heart three, four, five, they've got to produce the runs. And that puts a lot of pressure on those guys. And I think right now, Virginia, you don't have that. You have guys who feel like, Hey, look for your pitch, be patient, because if you don't get it done, the guy behind you can. Uh, and I think that's really fueled this lineup. One guy that, that, and you just wrote about him here recently, is, is Ethan Anderson. And he's a guy that they put behind their two stars and Kyle Teal and Jake Geloff. And, and sometimes, Again, they can probably work around those two to get to Ethan, but Ethan has made them pay throughout the entire year. As he's had a man, he's had a tremendous year, hitting three fifty nine, um, thirteen home runs, fifty two RBI on the season. He's been outstanding so far this year, and he's taken a, a, a he's been good his career, but he's taken a step this year. But you wrote a story that during his father's deployment, 
Ethan Anderson's family was helped by a foundation that supports Navy SEAL families, and now he's using some NIL money. Again, it's, and, and obviously NIL is so big right now in college athletics. Talk about what 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 what's going what's going on here. Yeah, it's a great story, and you know, um, I talked to Ethan, I talked to his father, I talked to his high school coach, and. Now, they talked about the challenge that was being a military child. And at one point in his youth, he was at five schools in five different years. Wow. Uh, you know, they lived all over the country and, and internationally. They lived in Tampa, in Boston, in Virginia Beach, in Italy, in Portugal. Uh, and, and they talked about you know, the challenge and, and the strain, especially when his father was deployed. And there's this Navy SEAL Foundation. And essentially what they do is they support uh, the families. Uh, of Navy SEALs, of Naval uh, Special Warfare, uh, you know, soldiers, everything, babysitting, tutoring, uh, helping getting them enrolled in special summer camps, uh, trying to give them that uh, stability and some of those things that that you give up when your family is sacrificing to to defend the country. And uh, Ethan, you know, got some NIL opportunities as a baseball player here at Virginia, He's an up-and-coming star. He enrolled a year early, graduated high school a year early. And his dad, they were sitting in the car, and he said, his dad asked him, hey, what do you want to do with this money? You know, what's your plan? Are you saving for a car? What's going on kind of thing? And and Ethan kind of without hesitation said, I'd like to give it to the foundation. They, they did so much for us. And uh, so that's what they're doing. That's amazing. They've got some, <laughs> yeah, they've got a couple different NIL deals, and they're donating 100% of that money. And um, just another reason you, to to root for Ethan Anderson. Absolutely, no doubt. You can read more of that. Go to richmond.com. That's where uh, Mike has that. But again, we're talking to Mike Barber from the Richmond Times-Dispatch. You can read all of his stuff uh, right there. Just go to richmond.com. And, you know, talk about talk about um, Kyle T a little bit. Again, he was four for five in that in that final game against East Carolina when they won eight to three to close out the regional. Um, he's hitting four twenty three as a catcher. I mean, you you'd never see that. He's one of three for the Buster, Buster Posey Award. Um, he has been amazing this year. What makes him so good? Well, he's certainly a high motor guy, right? High energy. I think that's the image everybody has. But he's a really hardworking guy. I mean, he's He's put in the effort to get to this point. And, and I think, you know, what we just talked about with the lineup, I think he kind of embodies that, right? He, he's a guy who, yeah, everybody's going to talk about Kyle Peel and what can he do, and he's the, the big bat in the lineup and all those kind of things. It, the kids only struck out, I, I think I was right, I think it's 33, yeah, it 32. Is. 33 times. It's not 33 times. Okay, so it's, it's not a lot. Um, and he's had about 240 at-bats, I would, I would say, uh, so you're talking about a guy who, with all this pressure and all this attention and all this Kyle Teal's uh, a slugging star, he still had that plate discipline this year. Um, and, and to me, that's outstanding, and it goes into what we were talking about with this lineup. is He goes up there looking for a pitch that you know he can drive, and if he doesn't get it, he's patient. And um, Up and down the order, it's been that, but his season has just been remarkable. I thought he was remarkable in the regional. Um, we didn't actually vote. For the MVP of the regional, we voted for the all-region team, but he would have been my choice for, for the regional MVP. Um, I think he's a shoe in to win that Posey Award. Uh, he, he's really backed up a very good year and high expectations with an outstanding season. Well, and that plate discipline kind of goes throughout the entire lineup, just looking up and down. I didn't even realize this in, until you were talking about that, but as a team, they've walked almost 300 times, 299. They've only struck out 385. You don't see that 
tight with strikeouts and walks, and all their stars are about one-to-one. Sometimes it's two-to-one. You strike out more than you walk. Even Jay Geloff, his strikeouts are down. His walks are up. It's a ton of plate discipline with this team. This has got to be a, a dangerous for, – for opponents, this has got to be a brutal lineup to face. It really is, and that's what I'm saying. Is There's that patience now. Yeah, of, absolutely. Hey, hey, I don't feel this uh, pressure to do something with every at-bat, and that allows you to do something with every at-bat uh, because you're not going to chase. You're not up there desperate to find a pitch you can mash. Uh, you're going up and having good baseball at-bats, and when you have talent one through nine like Virginia does, if you've got guys going up there and just putting together good at-bats, it starts to come together. You start stringing hits. You get big hits. You also get deep into teams' bullpens, right? We yeah, saw absolutely. That in the regional. Um, they were working pitchers over, and um, it really is. It's the perfect blend, and it's interesting because you, know, you asked me about that sophomore class and the young guys. It's not an old team. Right. But they're guys who played a lot of baseball, so um, they really are playing beyond their years and showing up. We're talking to Mike Barber from the Richmond Times-Dispatches. Again, UVA gets set for Duke tomorrow in the Super Regional. That'll be a noon first pitch over at the Dish. And, you know, tell me about this Duke team. Because we're talking about UVA, they're playing so well. But Duke did take two of three from them just uh, about a month and a half ago. Talk about this Duke team. It's been in the top 25 most of the year. They just won the, the, the Regional down at Coastal Carolina. This is a really good team. Yeah, it really is. And, and they also are a team that can swing it throughout the lineup. Um, that game that they won uh, here, seventeen to five. Gosh, I'm trying to remember how many guys had three or four guys had multiple RBIs in that game. Um, you know, it starts certainly in the in the middle of the order. They're a little bit more um, three, four, five centric. Uh, Jay Bashir's the third baseman. He hits there. Alex Stone, the catcher, uh, he's a really dangerous hitter. Uh, MJ Metz, the first baseman. So that that little trio right there um, that kind of bolsters the order. But they've got guys. Uh, down in the order. I mean, Luke Storm, who, who DHs pretty often, uh, he, he can swing it. Uh, Tyler Albright, the left fielder. So they've got some bats. Um, and then in, the, in that series, they pitched pretty pretty well. Uh, they, they do an interesting <laughs> – Chris Pollard, particularly in that series, didn't necessarily have guys trying to go 5-6. Um, guys, if I recall correctly, were, were out early. Yeah. They would start and go 3-4. Three, 3-4 four, three four uh, innings three, is all they went. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and then turn it over to their bullpen. But they have a depth of arms, uh, and they do a nice job with matchups. Uh, they'll bring a guy in for a batter, uh, two batters, to try to get through. And um, yeah, They're a dangerous team. Uh, like I said, both of these teams, I think, have something to point to to be confident. Duke, you won two out of three. Virginia, you're playing better baseball now. Um, I'm really looking for it. It should be a great series. Yeah, this should be a lot of fun. What, what, who, do you think UVA has the edge this weekend? I do. I, I think, again, I think they're playing better. I think they're playing with a ton of confidence. The crowds, they have been outstanding. Yeah, it looks uh, like this it. Super Regional is sold out. The atmosphere is really great. Uh, I, I think it feels like, assuming that Virginia's pitching kind of gives what they gave a week ago, the lineup is going to quickly give them some support. When you're pitching with the lead, it's a little bit easier. I just think everything is coming together right now for this UVA team. We're talking to Mike Barber from the Richmond Times-Dispatch. As again, the Super Regional begins tomorrow at noon over in Charlottesville as they take on Duke. I want to ask a couple basketball questions. Ron Sanchez just stepped down uh, as Charlotte's basketball coach. He's going to return to Tony Bennett's staff at UVA. Was that a surprise to you? <laughs> a little bit, yeah. I, I mean, I would normally say in my career you don't see a guy give up a head coach's right. job to be an assistant. 
That said, this is the second time someone's done it for Tony Bennett. <laughs> uh, Richie, McKay, Richie McKay, when Tony first got the job here, uh, Richie left Liberty and, and became his associate head coach. He's since gone back and is leading Liberty again. But, uh, you know, it, it's interesting because I think people's first reaction was, wow, was Ron on the hot seat? Well, he was coming off his best season at Charlotte. They won 20-plus games. They won a CBI championship. Uh, but, you know, there is something about being in this Virginia program in terms of stability, in terms of uh, what you can accomplish. And I think it shows you that Tony Bennett truly is a coach who empowers his assistants, right? You're not going to come take that job to sit there and, and hold the clipboard and, uh, you know, look young next to Tony Bennett. That's not, not a job anybody wants. It's, uh, it shows that people who coach in this program are really involved and hands-on and, and want to come back and be a part of it. Now, you recently wrote about uh, the three transfers that they've brought in, um, Jacob Groves from Oklahoma, Jordan Miner from Merrimack, and also St. Thomas's uh, Andrew, I think Rody is how you pronounce his name. But, um, again, not, not high-profile transfers, but that's Tony Bennett doesn't care. He wants the right fit for UVA. Um, talk about this a little bit, and do you like the transfers that they've brought in? Dave, I think you asked that perfectly because I think they have downgraded talent, and I think that's why people – uh, are kind of up in arms if you're fans and national media is questioning what they're doing. But when I look at these guys, I see better fits, right? I see Jacob Groves, who is a good stretch four, can really do some things on the offensive end, has a weakness on the defensive end. But then I see Jordan Miner, who's a tremendously athletic uh, back-of-the-defense defender and a great help defender. Now you pair those two guys together, that's a really good pairing. I look what they have at the guard spot. Now, Reese Beekman coming back obviously is huge, uh, but had it been Dante Harris, the Georgetown transfer, and Alex Rohde, those are both guys who could play on and off the ball. Uh, I think the way it sets up now, Beekman can play more like a true point guard, which I think would be his NBA future. Uh, I agree that there's less talent probably on this roster, but I think there is a better fit. I think about the pieces who are coming back in Isaac McNeely and how good right. uh, he looked at times. I think about Ryan Dunn, Leon Bond, who redshirted, and Francisco uh, Caffaro told me that Leon Bond is the most athletic player he has played with at Virginia. That's saying That's something, saying something I mean, yeah. Trey Murphy's been there. <laughs> right. They got some guys who can jump and run. So um, I think they have some great pieces. I think this roster makes a lot more sense mm-hmm. than maybe some recent rosters have. Should be fun. Again, that, that won't be that far away. Football won't be that far away. But we'll focus on baseball right now as UVA gets set for Duke coming up tomorrow in the Super Regional. Mike Barber from the Richmond Times-Dispatch. You spent some time here in Harrisonburg, didn't you, at the DNR? Oh, I spent a decade there covering JMU football. I was there for the first national title. Uh, my buddy and I briefly owned a bar there in, in the middle of downtown. Uh, yeah, we loved Harrisonburg and, and loved that decade there. Still get back. have a lot of friends there and uh, always keep my eye on JMU because – yeah, you spend a decade covering the program, you, you have a connection there. Yeah, no question. Mike, thank you so much for your time. Again, you read more Mike stuff at richmond.com. Check him out on Twitter as well. Mike, thank you. We'll talk again soon. Thanks for having me.